0: God and keep clapping your hands to him if you're glad to be here let Jesus know you're present I'm present with praise A B C D E we won't call this F section A section B section C D and E there are praisers in every one of these sections who don't need music they don't need drums they don't need keyboards they don't need guitars they don't need cheerleaders whoever's the best praiser in each one of these sections would you identify yourself Without an organ, without a note being struck. Spirit and truth. Let's give God about 15 seconds of pure praise. Just, I'll shut up and let you do it. Five, four, three, two. Looks like they're not gonna stop, Lord. Look like they love you too much, Jesus. The song is over, but the praise hasn't stopped. The chorus come to an end, but the choir still worship. My, 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 my. Thank you, Pastor Voskis and Sister Voscus and Bethlehem Church. Haven't we had a time this weekend? I'm, I was, yeah, I was just blessed to get to be a part of it. And I want to say this, and I'm going to speak to you tonight from the book of Revelation, chapter 2. And I want to thank Pastor V for being my friend for many years. And uh, he's always been kind to me and to my boys and to my wife and and to my daughter now. And uh, I appreciate the kindness of this church. And you're all just too kind. I, I, I can't tell you how good... If you'll just treat people who come into this church the way you've treated me, you'll never have to worry about I'm wanting to leave. You make everybody feel special. And I believe in that. I'm going to give you part two of where I started Sunday morning because that's what I feel challenged to do. It would be very easy right now uh, to just throw a match on the gasoline in this service and blow this thing up. But I'm going to wait before I flip the match, okay? I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, steal what God wants to do. I'm going to talk to you for a moment, and we're going to do a little spiritual warfare, okay? Revelation two nineteen. I read some of this to you Sunday morning, but it says, I know thy works, your charity, and your service, and faith, and thy patience, and thy works. Notice he said works twice. Notice he knew what they were doing, and he said, And the last to be more than the first, notwithstanding, have a few things against you because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself. Tell your neighbor, she's calling herself. Call herself. Now look at me. There's a danger in calling yourself something that you are not. There's a lot of people running around, and you shake the hand. I'm apostle so-and-so, and and I'm prophet so-and-so. If you are what you say you are, you won't have to tell us. We'll figure it out. If they have to tell you, it's because they probably are not. But you can get yourself destroyed by trying to operate on a level that you don't have authority to be on. You start calling yourself something that you're not qualified to be in. You start fighting that principality, and I've seen it destroy people. It's best just to be a servant. To teach and to seduce my servants, to commit fornication and eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I gave her space to repent. Look how merciful Jesus is. I gave her space to repent of her fornication. Now, look at me. I'm almost done reading, but just look at me. This tells me something about the mercy of God. At this point, Jezebel was not completely lost yet. The first mistake, he had some grace. But here's what he says happens. She repented not. She outlasted the grace of God. Mm. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death. And all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts, and I will give unto every man according to your works. I'm going to talk to you again about when Jesus judges Jezebel, part two. Let's raise a hand to the Lord Jesus today. I want you to pray. Pastor V, would you pray? I feel like God wants to do something authoritatively here. In
1: Jesus' name, God, by the authority of your word. By the power of your name, we receive this word from God. Anoint your servant, God, to preach your word. God, let him just tell us like it is and like we need it. Anoint our ears to hear it anoint our hearts to receive it. God, by the authority of your word, destroy yokes of bondage in the name of Jesus and turn back the devices of the enemy. By the power of the name of Jesus and by the authority of the word of God, we declare it to be so. We take shackles off the man of God to free him to preach to us and to operate in the spirit and we receive it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. If you'll clap your hands to the Lord, then you can be seated, but
0: we can't ever praise him too much. I mentioned this part to you, and I won't do a whole lot of reinventing the wheel, but this spirit of Jezebel, this is what wants to destroy homes, families, churches. It is a very legitimate, biblical, doctrinal spirit that tries to set itself against places of authority. And it works through one person to try to destroy another person. The spirit of Jezebel, it is associated with slander. Everybody say slander. Accusations, murder, manipulation, perversion, and distraction. You pretty much could sum up Jezebel as being a wolf In sheep's clothing. She might look like you. She may kind of talk like you. She may go to the church that you go to. She may sit on the seat you sit on. But there's something going on in the inside. While some people can look apostolic on the outside, they have the ability to be near demonic on the inside. Somebody said it's what's on the inside that counts. Well, that's not all that counts. That's not all that counts. It's inside and outside that the ark got pitched. So it doesn't matter if I just look away on the outside because I don't want to be false advertisement. I don't want to look like a Christian and walk like a Christian and dress like a Christian. And then the first moment I get to pull my fangs out to destroy somebody, I destroy my testimony and I destroy everybody else by letting people say, if you fall, I'm the person that kills you and make sure that you're dead before you can ever get up. Jezebel is often referred to as a woman in the Bible, but I want to make this little point, and I probably touched on this Sunday, but, but, but Jezebel is referred to uh, as a woman, but that doesn't mean it has to be a woman because spirits are not male or female this thing is not gender specific jezebel can operate through a man it can operate through a woman it can operate through a preacher it can operate through a pauper i want to say a few can i go deep with y'all today because we have been going high every night we have went high but if you go high and you don't dig deep you're going to fall over so i'm going to kind of dig deep right now because because a lot of people that take on this spirit Uh, of of Jezebel I've watched it over the years and what happens is people that do that in, in the instance of a woman they begin to take on the physical characteristics of that frowny face I have watched young women, beautiful women, begin to age because they got bitter and because they got mad and they got offended. And it began to cause them to rapidly and to very much uh, come into an accelerated aging process. Matter of fact, don't laugh because I'm not making a joke and I'm not here to set standards here in this church, but a lot of what we've heard about Jezebel over the years was about a woman who painted her face as a. lot more to jezebel than painting her face i said there's a whole lot more but there's probably a reason why jezebel had to paint her face because people that operate with this mean vindictive spirit they began to get ugly they might need a little makeup to help them look cheered up because your attitude is going to reflect through your face That's why the Bible said he beautifies the meek with salvation. You don't need to have the gift of discernment to tell that some people are mean and mad. Just look at their upside down smiley face. Look at them how they look like they've been sucking on lemons. That spirit will make you ugly. And for whatever reason, whenever this spirit begins to operate through a man the spirit of jezebel operates through a man uh control jealousy manipulation i don't know why this is i've just studied this in my travels that men that operate in that spirit don't last very long women can last with it but men cannot last their life comes to an abrupt halt Usually health conditions take them out. Some circumstances, Saul operated this way. So jealous of David, he died quickly and abruptly on the battlefield. Uh, Judas operated this way. He was uh, against worship. He was uh, picking on what people were doing. And what did the Bible say? He went out and hung himself. He died prematurely. Absalom, David's son, he operates with this abserting spirit of Jezebel. Guess what? He dies young, hang- on your limb and pierced asunder and stab. Korah and his sons, his family, they die very prematurely. What I'm trying to get to you is, is that there's something about obedience, the Bible said, will give you a long life. Honoring your mother and your father has a promise attached to it that if you can live submitted and committed and obedient, it will prolong the days of your life. If you want to die early of a heart attack, get offended about everything that somebody does. Just wear your feelings on your sleeve. Just get mad about anything. I come to tell you today, I'm unoffendable. You can't make me mad enough to leave the church. I'm here. I'm staying. I'm not going. I'm not looking for a reason to leave. I'm looking for reasons to stay. And I want to show you something. As I'm moving kind of slow, I want to show you something about this this Jezebel type spirit, that how it will operate among enemies. In Luke 23 and 11, there's something there's something pretty amazing that I've 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 read over many times and didn't catch. But the Bible said, and Herod, with his men of war, set him being Jesus at naught, and they mocked him and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him again to Pilate. Watch verse 12. And the same day, Pilate and Herod were made friends together, for before they were at enmity between themselves. These are two guys who don't even like each other. They can't stand each other until, watch it, they get a mutual enemy, and they unite around the fact that they both are ready to destroy Jesus, and they're ready to mock a person and ridicule a person. Can I just stop by and tell you tonight, real Christians don't unite over who we're mad at. We don't come together and say, I haven't really ever liked you, but if you don't like him, I don't like him too. So let's get together and start a conspiracy. We don't unite on what we despise and what we want to kill and what we're against. That's not real unity. Real unity doesn't unify against what's negative. It unifies in worship. It's what we agree on, not who we hate on. I don't expect you to run the aisles tonight. I don't expect you to do backflips. I expect you to do one thing take an evaluation of yourself because there's some of this that can get in all of us. And, and, and here's the four, I won't get to all these, but here's the 14 characteristics that you or someone or me is operating. Similar to a spirit of Jezebel. Number one, are you ready? Number one, she never repents. She never repents. Jesus said, I give her space. I give her time. I give her grace. I give her ample opportunity. But the problem is, is that people that operate with this offense, they never feel like they're the one that needs to repent because it's always somebody else's fault. This is their way out. People that operate in that, I'm going to give you some phrases of things they say. Don't look to your left. Don't look to your right. Don't look up. Don't stare at nobody. Just self-evaluate tonight. They say things like this. Look at what you made me do. We didn't make you cuss. We didn't make you backslide. You chose to have that reaction and what happens is 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 that when these people do make some type of a uh, of a repentant statement it's not sincere from the heart it's sarcastic it sounds something like this oh okay then it's all my fault i heard, heard one person like yeah, i have heard that before oh yeah oh, i wish i was as good as you it's a sarcastic repentance it it is a repentance that says oh yeah i'm just a horrible person i can't ever do anything we didn't say you're a horrible person we didn't say you couldn't do anything right matter of fact we're not saying anything what we're all saying is we should all repent and do our very best not to become a blame game person that says i wouldn't be in this shape if it wasn't the way you acted and the way you treated me and what you've done hey Somebody posted this other day, nobody's been more hurt by the church than Jesus, but he still shows up every time. Nobody's been as done wrong and overlooked as Jesus, but he still says, that's my church, I'm coming to it. Can I preach just a little? I'm going to set one firecracker off. Can I set one firecracker off? I got a little teaching to do here. Whenever you're coming for the right reason, it don't matter who rolls their eyes at you, who don't shake your hand, who doesn't pat you on the back, who don't notice what you've done. If you're coming to be patted on the back, you're in the wrong place for the wrong reason. I don't care if the man of God don't shake my hand. If you don't tell me I preach good, I didn't come for you, I came for Jesus. People that get offended come, listen, because we don't say you got a beautiful dress and we love your shoe. I hope we get to tell you that. But if we miss you, it's not because we were ignoring you. We were just so focused on the Lord. We didn't have time. (laughs) Lack of repentance. Unrepented people are dangerous people. If they're not going to repent to God, Don't hold your breath for them to come get it right with you. You have to forgive them before they come ask you to forgive them. Let me rewind that. You don't wait for them to come to you and say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. You say, okay, now I forgive you. The minute that they do you wrong, you don't want to be like them. So you say, I already forgive them, God. They know not what they do. I don't need them to come confess to me to make nothing right. I'm not going to hell for them. I'm going to live right regardless how they straighten up or not. Now I could talk about this because the statute of limitation has run out on what I'm fixing to say so I can say it. But I was a young preacher in my 20s, didn't have a clue what I was doing. And, and I think God was judging that church with me. He just said, all right, I'm going to send you a wild child in there. And and I had a, I had a worship leader who who didn't like me. He didn't like me at all, and he just—he was just—he was just—he would just do stuff and just—and just. I'm not going to get into it, but he was just giving me problems. He was just giving me problems. I didn't know what Jezebel was then, but I I knew it was something spiritual going on. I said, "If you're going to be on the platform, I need you to pass through the prayer room, kind of wrench your spirit off." That's all I said. Is and you would have thought I said you got to put six 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 on your forehead. He said, go to the prayer room before we get on the platform. I said, yeah, if you possibly can. I'm just requiring all singers and musicians, pass through the prayer room before you get up here and tell us all to praise God and holler and scream. Just pass through the prayer room. That's all I'm saying. And and so he come to me one night back there and he said, we don't like what you're doing. And I remember thinking, we? Do you have a frog in your pocket? (laughs) We? But devils talk like that we, we don't like what you're doing. I said, about prayer. He said, we don't like this prayer. His voice changed We don't like this prayer. We don't like this, what you're doing. This doesn't me. and I said, well, I could be wrong. I said, but here's what I want God to do. I want God to judge between you and me. The whole prayer room is watching this. I said, if I'm wrong, I want God to correct me. And I mean that. If I'm wrong, I want God to deal with me. I'm not like some people, God, let me just be wrong, just know. If I'm wrong, I want to know about it. I said, but if you're wrong, God, I want you to correct him. Whichever one, if I'm wrong by doing these prayer meetings, then you straighten me out. If he's wrong by opposing them, which I know he is, then I want you to straighten him out. At that time, I was, I, I, I was driving a, like a FedEx truck, and, and, and I, I was about 50 miles away from that church I pastored one morning, and I was going in the Best Western Hotel to deliver a package. And I'm getting out, I'm going in, the, in there, and when the door opens up, and out he comes with my secretary. He, he opened the door and saw me. He stopped, and she just stopped, and I said, Hallelujah busted i said i said come on out come on come on the price is right come on down now y'all don't act like that because y'all all all jesus first cousin you've had the holy ghost from your mother's womb and you've never been glad to be right but i was like hey come on come on out here it's a shame we didn't have cell phones back then because i'd have had this on YouTube. come come on come on out Come on out. And she was, uh, 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 uh. I said, come on out. And and I kind of shook his hand. They got in the car together and drove off. And this was a Wednesday morning. I had to preach Wednesday night. i never wanted to preach. I I just couldn't wait till that night because I had been putting up with this spirit from him and from her for months. I said, well, I know what I'm preaching about tonight. I'm about about to blow the cover on this thing I mean this is my biggest problem I got and I just cold busted it, hallelujah thank you Jesus, I got in my van I backed up and you know I'm wanting to get the license number and everything I'm I'm documenting all this I start to drive off and the Holy Ghost told me he said you keep your mouth shut Lord no he said you keep your mouth shut. I said, but God, that's going to be ah, 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 and I literally I said, "The Lord, if you want me to keep my mouth shut on this, you're going to have to help me. Give me a sign." The Lord is my witness. It, it, it was a light rain and a thunder and lightning, and and a transformer blew up on the side of the road on a telephone pole. When it blew up, I didn't know what was happening. This transformer light blew up, and I thought the Lord was taking me to heaven. Pow! And I said, "Okay, God, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. I understand." you, you know how hard it was for me to get up Wednesday night and not say, here's my number one problem. Here's my number two problem. I didn't do that. The Lord let me stay in this for months. I had to deal with this. And I'm not being ugly. I'm not being on the kind. But they destroyed their own selves. They talked themselves into having cancer. They talked themselves into having hospital trip. They let themselves be talked in. You know what I'm saying? When you're right, you don't have to stand up and tell everybody how right right you are and when people are wrong you don't have to draw a circle around them and say how wrong they are the Holy Ghost will prove you right if you're right if they're wrong the Holy Ghost can I tell you we're not the judge and the jury Jesus sent me to tell you I will judge Jezebel you just keep giving me praise you just keep living the way you ought to be living Jezebel's going to be my problem listen to me You can't out-argue a person with the spirit of Jezebel because they can cuss and you can't. Because they can lie and you can't. Are you with me? You're not going to outmatch them fighting in the flesh because you're going to play fair. They're going to fight with all claws and everything they can. So engaging on that level is certain death for you. You can't outfight it, you can't out-argue it, you can't outthink it, but you can outpray it. That's what God showed me. He said, because he made me pray. I said, God, tonight I need to, I need to tell. God said, no, 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 no. First of all, I'm gonna use you, but I can't use you to tell, you, tell things that I told you to tell. If I can't trust you to keep quiet things, I told you not to tell. The reason God ain't talking to some of y'all, you would tell everything. God ain't gonna show you stuff because if he showed you, you'd be on Facebook saying, this person, I already seen it. They got a devil. They're an adulterer. They do it. God said, you gotta learn how to keep it to yourself And pray about things. You're gonna have a whole lot more that you don't say than what you do say when God starts telling you to say stuff. That's only about 30%. You gotta know how to keep things to yourself. Why? We're not in the destruction business, we're not in the business of demolition and destruction. We're in the business of construction. Number two, I'll never get to these. Number two, she hates authority. Hates authority. She really hates real prayer. Real deep prayer. Jezebel can't stand it. She's not hanging around for it. She doesn't like the prophetic. There's a reason for that. Because it exposes her and pulls the covers off of her. So she's got to find fault with it. Therefore, she lashes out, watch this, at people who are anointed. And this is the way I feel. If you're anointed, I'm scared of you. If a man or woman of God is anointed, it, it, Pastor V gets up. So there's a, when I say scared, there's a reverence. I'm like, ah, that's 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 the Holy Ghost electricity. You could touch that the wrong way. It, it, it could hurt you. It could harm you. It Could kill you. But not Jezebel. She cannot see the anointing and the office because she's so ate up with carnality. She sees right past the presence of God and sees the man got anointed instead of the anointing that's upon the man. Can I tell you something tonight? Whenever God's anointing is on a church a person I don't care if it's a little boy or a grandma the Bible said touch not mine anointed and do my prophet no harm I got enough sense to keep my hands off and you are anointed people can I tell you anointed people don't just stand on platforms with microphones anointed people pray and win souls and give and love and can I tell Jezebel you better be careful who you put your mouth on you better be careful what you touch She hates authority. Anybody with authority? I I, I got to tell this in Mississippi. I was preaching in uh, parts unknown. And and in that church, we're having revival. We're really having revival. People are getting the Holy Ghost baptized, having revival, but but their sound man didn't like me. Now, why wouldn't he like me? And, and, And if I said, if I said, stand up he sat down the problem was the sound system was on the platform and so if I said everybody stand up if he was standing up he made a point to sit down listen if you'll just leave Jezebel alone I think Napoleon said never interrupt your enemy when he's making a fool out of himself I said stand up he sat down I said let's raise our hands up to the Lord he put his hands in his pocket i say, hey, can you turn me up a little bit? He cut me down. And when he did that, I had it. So I did something only us preachers know when we do this. I said, everybody raise your hands and close your eyes. Nobody looking around. When your preacher says that, you want to peek a little bit because something's happening. I said, nobody looking around. Everybody in this house, close your eyes, raise your hand. Don't you be looking, you close your And when everybody closed their eyes, I turned around to him and I said, hey, get off this platform. He said, huh? I said, you're fired. I said, get off of here. I said, you're battling me while I'm trying to preach, when you're giving me a, a contentious spirit. And if you're going to do it, you're going to do it down there. Now, I can help you off or you can get off, but you're not going to stay up here. And they fix him to open their eyes so if I was you, I'd hit the ground running. Boy, he huffed off of there. I walked back there, Brother V, and I found my microphone and I turned it way up. He caught me at the door coming out that night. He said, you're mad because I wasn't helping you preach. I said, I'm not mad. I said, I'm not mad about anything. He said, well, I don't jump like y'all do. And I don't raise my hands. He said, I don't do that. He said, I have better sense than to act like some of y'all act. I don't act like that. I don't run and dance like all these people are doing. That's not my nature. That's not my personality. I don't act like that. I said, "Well, that, no problem. I understand." Can I tell you? I was at an LSU Ole Miss football game, and Ole Miss made a first down—not a touchdown, a first down, like a like, like like a a four and twenty. They complete, and when they did, that stadium went nuts down there. They went crazy. Me and my wife was only two people standing there watching it and I looked down about four rows and guess who I saw? I took about two steps and my wife grabbed my shirt. She said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to tell him why if he don't shout and jump and do all that in church, how come he's doing it down here at the old Miss in the Grove? Jezebel is very emotional until it comes time to praise God. Jezebel is very emotional. She'll get riled up. She gets high until it's time to do what we're doing. Hey, if you're gonna be emotional, be emotional praising him with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. Don't tell me you're not emotional when you go home and you knock holes in the wall and slam car doors and cuss people out and throw fit and then come to the house of God and sit there like a bump on a log. Be consistent. If you're not emotional, don't be emotional over football games. Be consistent. Don't be more passionate about the gods of this world Then you are the God that made this world. Number three, she gathers and sequesters information. You would just call it nosy. Nosy. Why? She gathers as much as she can to use against you later. I'm going to help you out right now. Quit telling people who don't pray all your problems. I'm going to help this side. You're telling people who pray, P-R-E-Y, instead of people that pray, P-R-A-Y. If you tell people who pry and pray, they're going to pry, get all that business, and then when y'all go different ways, they're going to say, well, I'm going to have to tell you what she told me, and blah, 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 and they're going to go blab it to the whole world. You better know who you're talking to before you go to the complaint department. You can solve a whole lot of problems in your life if you just quit talking to the wrong people. Quit confessing. Come on, we don't have confessional boots around the church. Go tell it to God. Go, Go get along with God. Don't find somebody else that you need to confide and tell them how bad your husband is. Let me, let me help y'all. Let me give y'all some marriage counseling. Whenever your husband's not doing right, you don't go find another woman who her husband is no good so y'all can go sit down and talk about how bad y'all's husbands are. Well, ain't he a sorry thing? Yeah, ain't we both a same thing? No, when you're having a problem with your husband, you don't go find a woman who's also having a problem with her Go find somebody with a strong marriage and say, hey, I want to know how you... Come on, let me bail. Hey, men, when your wife ain't doing right, you don't go find another man, go hunting and talk about how terrible wives and how bad they are. Go find a strong marriage in this church and say, hey, how did y'all get to that level? (laughs) Jezebel doesn't ask how you're doing, she wants to know, what are you doing? Be careful of people that want to know your business, but they're not concerned about you. Huh? Number four, I'm moving this quickly because I got two of these I got to get to. She'll punish you by flattering you at first. Be careful of people that come on so good at first. And then they go radio silent on you when you don't do what they want you to do. Look at something all like, hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah, Be careful the first time you meet a person, that's not the real person. Mm. They're putting their best foot forward. When you meet somebody and say, oh, they're just the greatest thing. You don't even know them yet. Be careful making contracts with people you don't know because you had a great first impression. Listen to me. Don't become a people pleaser. Or else you'll start doing the same thing. She loves, number five, she loves criticizing and belittling. Now, listen to me, because I'm fixing to go to some important ones here. I won't get to all 14. Listen to me. She loves to criticize. Some people just, it. Now, now, I've done it before. Gossip feels good when you're doing it. But when you walk away, there's a sickness in the belly of your stomach if you really got the Holy Ghost. I've been guilty. I'm not. I'm not in here preaching because I've said all oh, that sucker. Oh, that's a terrible. Problem. And it feels so good when you're running them down, and you get along by yourself, and you think that's not. That's not the way I should be talking. And I'll tell you this: these men that know me know this. If I got a problem with you, I'll tell you to your face. You know what's wrong with us in the Pentecostal movement? We tell everybody we got the problem with except the person we got the problem with. Hey, what kind of a culture would we create if we did what Jesus said? If you got all against your brother, go to your brother first. Don't go to Facebook and Twitter first. Go to Don't let them find out through the grapevine they got a problem. If you got a problem with me, come tell me. If I have a problem with you, tell you. If you don't listen, take two witnesses and then tell the church. We do the very opposite. We go tell everybody in the church that sorry thing. You're operating in the spirit of Jezebel when you do that. Watch this. See, if Jezebel if Jezebel wanted you to Have this media device right here, if it was her idea and she wanted you to have it and then she came in and you got it before she could tell you, she'd say how much she hated it because it wasn't her idea. Some people don't believe it's smoke if it don't come out of their stack. It's not real. If they didn't come up with the idea, it must not be God. They will even stop liking what they used to. I, I, I hate to go here. I, I hate to go here. I won't give names, but, but there's, there's, this, there's this big thing that the enemy is doing right now. I know it's the enemy about about who's the greatest of all time, the GOAT. Who's the greatest basketball player of all time? Now, we already know who it is, so I don't have to say but they trying to get you in the mind. Is it LeBron? Is it, is it Michael Jordan? Who, who is the greatest? And it's just big debate like we can never know. Listen to this. And people who used to say, oh, that's the man that, getting mad now, they say, he's the worst player I've ever seen in my life. Well, 10 years ago, you said that was the best player you've ever seen in your life. How, what changed? i tell you what changed. You got offended, and now you look silly because everything you used to like, now you don't like. Watch Watch this. Have you ever had somebody come to you and say, now I hate to tell you, but uh, brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so here, they told me to watch out for you. You like this, you like that, blah, 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 blah. You ever had somebody come to you and just load, unload on you about somebody? (laughs) Me too, but here's the catch. This is what I always say when a person comes to me like that. I always think, Man, this sounded like it was a pretty long conversation. How come they felt so comfortable telling you all that? This sounded like a big 10-minute conversation, and you're just as glad to come tell me as you were to sit and listen to it. Can I tell you something? If you come to me with stuff about anybody that I know, I'm gonna say, have you talked to them? You should talk to them. You should go talk. Well, no, 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 no. No, you should go talk to them. Can I say this to you? It would be a whole lot of things nipped in the bud if we just said, No, I don't want to hear that. I, I, I'm not gonna get in all that with you. I don't have time to listen to all that. Matter of fact, I know better than that. The world and the church would be a better place if we just said, I'm not gonna listen to it. Because you know what Jezebel does? She lets you listen to to it and listen to it, and when she gets done, you barely shake your head. And she said, and she agreed with me and said the same thing. I saying you're going to be accused of what she said, as though you said it. Watch number six. I'm hurrying. I'm, I'm going to jump down the ones I got to get to. She uses threats, intimidation. That's a whole nother thing. She's very jealous. She doesn't celebrate other people's victories. This is this is for real. Let me ask you a question. I'll start with you ladies first. How many of you ladies, you got your friend, your good friends, that if, you know, your husband buys you a new purse, you're going to go tell that friend, look at what he got me. You know, you're going to share it with her. Because, you know, she's going to clap and go, oh, that's awesome. But then you got that other friend. You're like, dear God, I don't want her to see I got this thing. You know, one of these name brand things like, what do they call it? Channel? <laughs> got a channel number five. You tell her all your besties, look at this, my husband got me a channel five. Then you see Jezebel coming like, oh God, put it up, give me the Walmart bag. Because if she sees I got that, she'll say, oh, that must be Nice. I'm telling you the truth. There are people who will clap whenever you're winning. And there are people that if they see you winning, they're going to sit down and have a problem with why you got to be in that place. You better surround yourself with people who can celebrate your victories. I don't mean this unkindly, but I pay very close attention who rejoices with me when God's doing stuff for me. I pay very close attention to that because some people only come around when you got a problem. They like it's bad, ain't it? Watch. I told you this other day. I'm going to repeat it, and I'm going to this important one. Is this okay? I, I'm sorry. Oh Lord. Jezebel walks into this room she finds the most beautiful handsome talented, gifted person and she starts tearing them down. Jesus walks into this same room he finds the most abused, hurt beat up person and he starts building them up. That tells you all you need to know about who you are and who you're sitting by. Are they looking for people to knock all pedestals? Or are they looking for people that's so pitiful they need a little pat on the back and to be lifted up? Which one are you, Jesus or Jezebel? I'm hurrying. Jezebel uses self-pity and excuses for her dysfunction. She's always sick, so you can't correct me because I'm sick. I'm having a problem. I've been done wrong. So you can't correct me because (laughs) I'm sick today. Let me tell you, some people are hypochondriacs. They don't feel normal unless they got a problem. And that is a problem in and of itself. They always got a problem. They always sick. There's always something. You know why? So they can never be challenged or corrected. They're like, this ain't the day for it. Well, it ain't never the day for it. Can I tell you, the Holy Ghost knows how to say, listen, you're going to have to quit faking it out with people, acting like you're always down. Nobody can. I feel like God is trying to wake us up and say, get real with yourself. So's discord. She's religious, number 10, number 11. She talks incessantly. Be careful of people that do, when you talk, they do all the talking. Don't you interrupt. you just here to listen. Watch. And they ask you question, question, question. Y'all know anybody like this? But if you ask them a question, woo, don't ask me what I did with my income tax money, but they want to know everything about what you do, where'd you go, where'd you go, ask them a question, they get offended. Be careful of people that can dish it out, can't take it. You know who hurts you more than anybody? It's not a big, strong person. It's an insecure person who sees themselves very small and very threatened. That's what Saul was. Those kind of people throw javelins at their own sons because Jezebel is so insecure, she acts tough, but she's not tough. Watch. She needs constant reaffirmation. Be careful of people that you always got to pat them on the back. Always. Like it's your job to see to their happiness. Here I go. Number 13. She needs an Ahab to operate. Please hear me. My landing gear is coming down. Jezebel Was not the king, she married the king. She did not have authority, she just was connected to somebody with authority. Problem is, uh, Ahab was a weakling. And the only way Jezebel can ever prosper, please hear what I'm telling you. Jesus said to that church at Thyatira, I have a problem with you. What is the problem? My problem is not with Jezebel. Listen to me. Don't get mad at me when I tell you the truth. He said, my problem is you putting up with her. You are suffering her. My problem is not Jezebel being Jezebel because Jezebel's going to be doing Jezebel stuff. My problem is, is that you are promoting what I have demoted. You're hiring what I fired. Can I tell you, you can't give Jezebel a permission, a, a promotion and a place and think that's going to make her straighten up. All she's going to do then is say, I'm going to take over, but I got news for Jezebel. God is not raising you up. He is not propping you up. He is not going to put you up, but He will pull the rug out from underneath you. I've got news for something that's going on here in this church. God is going to raise this church up to a level that there's no Jezebel, there's no spirit of Antichrist, there's no spirit of Leviathan can operate. Why? Because we're repentant. And repentant people stay on their faces pleading the blood. I want, to, I want to touch something here, and, and, and I'm closing my notes. Because, Pastor, uh, I, I saw that video uh, uh, of the man being baptized uh, in, in Michigan, and, and his eyes coming open. And, and I don't say this for any validation, because I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. People, people can say whatever they want. But I've been watching God heal people as they're getting baptized in the name of Jesus. And I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm sucking all the air out of this room so you just hear what I'm saying. It's not like, I'm, I'm telling you what I'm telling you. The name of Jesus and baptism in the name of Jesus is about to become one of the most popular things in Christendom. It is. And when it does, we are simultaneously going to become more persecuted than we ever have before because Jesus said, You will be hated for all nations for my name's sake that when that name starts doing what it's going to do in the water. I have been watching God heal people and deaf ears get opened up and, the, and I'm not saying, hey, get baptized and your ears will come open, but the Lord has been showing me something. Now, this is going to sound radical, but I'm just going to tell you because the Lord spoke this to me and I had two preachers that come and told me the same thing and I said, you know, God can do it and, and I, we might as well just say it, but this preacher told me something that, that's that been in my spirit and, and that is that God is going to start taking people who will come to the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus and we already know he can deliver them. It's for the remission of your sins. I I know that's what it's for, but it also says that if any man be in Christ, he's Abraham's seed and he's heir to the promise, meaning that you get the blessing of Abraham and the curse is broken. Generational curses break over people. People say, how do you break generational curses? You don't need to read a book. You don't need to pray a prayer. Go back to and get baptized in the name of Jesus, that breaks it. That's how it gets broken. The name of Jesus and baptism in the name of Jesus is about to be spotlighted globally around the world. And when this happens, now listen to me, you're gonna, what he's bringing here and that man's gonna talk about, I believe next Wednesday, that is gonna become the norm. And I'm not saying people need to get baptized to get healed. I'm just gonna say what we're headed to, people are gonna get baptized to get saved and they're gonna come up and they're gonna say, my God, I was paralyzed in that hand. it's working and I'm fixing to say the big one to you right now because I had three witnesses so I'm going to say it I believe people that have have tattoos up inside down their head are going to get baptized in Jesus name and when they come out of the water if he can wash your sins away he can wash your pentagrams off I believe this. I I am believing that people that said, I wish I'd have never got that thing tattooed on my head. If we baptize Mike Tyson, he gonna come out without that thing. (laughs) Slip up your hands all over this place. Spirit's crafty. Spirit crafty. My landing gear is down. My Bible's closed. I'm not talking about chasing devils. I'm not talking about looking. Anybody that looks for devils, you're ignorant. Jesus didn't go look for them. When he would preach, he carried such an anointing. They couldn't be still. They exposed them own selves, and I'm putting a tell on this because I started telling this the night at Tent Revival, and I'm going to finish it as we get ready to come down here and pray. But I was preaching this church where I'd never seen the spirit of Jezebel so prevalent in one person. I even asked a man that knew this lady. I said, Is this lady highly educated? Because everybody I'm about to pray for, she's getting them and taking them out. It's like she's going to people who need the Holy Ghost, and before I can pray for them, and I'm not trying to freak y'all out and play super spiritual here, but I know how angelic activity works. And the Lord would show me where angelic activity was over people's life and to go to them and pray for there and this lady would go get them and bring them out in the vestibule, bring them out in the parking lot, take them to the back. She was removing the people that God was getting ready to work in. And she, she's one of these in and outers. She would, she would get up and go in and out. And this went on for weeks and the Holy Ghost told me, he said do not say anything about it. Ignore her Act like she's not even there. Then one night she made about five trips to the bathroom off the front row and the Holy Ghost said, offender. I said, my pleasure. (laughs) You don't do things like this because you want to do it. You do things like I'm about to tell you because you were told to do it. Because I wanted to do it the first night and the Lord said, "Uh uh-uh, because you're going to mess up good people if you start pointing her out. If you start calling her down, you're going to mess up good people. Wait about the fifth or the sixth week. She made about five trips to the bathroom, and when she got up, she, she, she was popping pills. She got up and took her pill bottle and went back there to the water, and the Holy Ghost said, Now I want you to offend her because she won't come back. Go stand in her seat and don't let her get back in. It was a full house. I walked down the front row where, where her, her seat was, where she had moved, and, and she walked down that way, and I just put my foot right in her spot, and I just started Preaching, I started preaching hellfire and brimstone, and and she come in. She she was so a a aloof to aloof to what was going on. She didn't even see me. She come in with her head down like this. She come on. She don't. Need, and she walked right up on me. She goes. Huh? I just glanced over her head and kept her, I just kept on until she got her purse, she got the rest of her stuff, she picked it up and she left and she never came back. And what I'm trying to tell you right now is you don't have to really call Jezebel out. You just tell her there ain't no place for that spirit to operate in that place no more. See, when you fill the house with praise, the enemy knows there ain't no place where I can operate. All I'm saying to some of you is quit giving Jezebel room by taking her calls and by listening to her complaints. Would you stand up with me all over this place and just shout unto the Lord to let the Lord know there is no room for us to suffer. With your hands lifted for about the next thirty seconds. Let's just kind of give the Lord a wave offering. Just just love on him for just a moment. Love him for a minute. Open your mouth and pray out loud for just a moment. Now, something's fixing to happen here. We're just waiting on it. I want you just to pray on through it. Just press on into it here for a moment. Hang on with it. Hang on with it. Press and pray for a moment. Just press and pray for a moment. Press in and pray for a moment. Press in and pray for a moment. God is getting ready to heal people in this building tonight. You've had strokes. You've had light strokes. You've had many strokes. But you've had strokes. God's gonna heal your body from those deficiencies that were put in your body through a stroke that you've had in some time gone by. He's gonna put the feeling back in your ligament and in your, in your limbs. He's gonna put the neurological system back in place in order as it needs to be. I just hear the Lord saying, I am gonna reverse strokes. I'm gonna reverse a stroke. If you're here and you've had a stroke, whether it's from a a drug-induced thing or just a physical thing with your brain, your heart, whatever it is, walk here where this lady is. I'm going to pray for her. God's going to undo the symptoms of a stroke. God is going to undo stroke. What's your name, ma'am? Leanne. I'm going to pray over you, Leanne. And there's a couple things going to happen for you. Here's the one thing that's going to happen. One, two, at least three things are going to happen for you. One thing is going to be is that you're going to come out of this. It's like a fog on your brain. It's like a, like, ma'am? Yeah, there's like a fog, like uh, memory stuff. Right there. Yeah, like the middle term memory stuff is gone. And it's it's not coming to you and it scares you you've been thinking well then that's going to happen and I'm going to lose all my memory well that's a lie because <laughs> the Lord made your body and his likeness and his image and I feel like the Holy Ghost told me he's going to restore Leanne's memory back to her I <laughs> want everybody to stretch your hand this way towards this precious lady. Can I get about 4 or 5 of you Holy Ghost filled ladies just to kind of move in here with her in behind her and y'all get ready to pray. We're going to let God do something right here for this little lady tonight. There's a miracle atmosphere all over this church before I got here at Tent Revival. Other thing God's going to do is he's going to help you and your balance. He's going to help you and I don't see no cane or nothing. I'm just telling you what the Holy Ghost told me. It's like you you getting dizzy and you get thrown off like you're having to grab yourself and I see you like surfing through your house. You're kind of surfing, right? I see you surfing through, getting up and this is way worse when you get up in the morning. It's like you're gonna fall and I see you like stumbling around but that's not gonna get any worse. That's gonna get better. God is going to put stability back. He's going to take this dizziness. It's kind of like a vertigo thing. He's going to take that out of you. And you're not going to have that no more. Why? Because greater is he that's in us when we pray. And when God starts doing this, There's people in your family who are going to see the handiwork of God and they are going to know. They don't believe now, but they're going to believe whenever they see what God does in you. I feel like prophesying this to you. The Lord said, I'm going to use even this bad thing to change people's minds about the God that you're now serving. (laughs) You've been on a path back. You've been on a path back, Leanne. You've been on a path coming back. I see you went through a revolving door and went that way and I see God rerouted you and has brought you back. This time you shall stay, you shall be a light. You shall be healed in your neurological system right now. In the name of Jesus, I speak this over Leanne. I call your name, Lord. You said it, not me. You said it. Be thou made whole in the name of Jesus. From the top of your head, woman, to the bottom of your feet. When my hand comes off your head, I want you to start praising him like you have it done all night. It is done in the name of Jesus. It is done. It is done. It is done. It is done. It is well it is done. It is so. Kebria ta 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 All memory. All neurological system. Come back in the order. Come back in the order. Realign. 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 Let's let a little praise go right here before we go a little farther. Let's, let's just let a little praise go up before the Lord. Come on. Let's don't get lost in this moment. Let's don't get lost in this moment. Oh, let's don't get lost in this moment. Leanne, I want you just to walk around this building and some of you ladies walk with her. Hallelujah, this is a reverse. Look, I didn't even really tell her what way to go, but she's gonna go clown her clockwise, which is gonna undo everything the devil done. and That's what God do. Some of you that need a miracle ought to walk with her right now. We're undoing the curse. We're undoing the years of the adversary. Hey, let that be a reversal. Let that be a reversal. Let that be a reversal on a Wednesday night. Where's your wife? Where's your wife? Get her to come here. Go get her. Y'all catch hands right here, I'm gonna pray over y'all. We been given an altar call. God's about to pour the Holy Ghost out, but he's healing right now. He's doing some healing in here, doing physical healing and people working, walking in this place. I don't believe it's an accident about what Pastor Vasquez has got coming to this church next Wednesday. This is gonna become the perpetual norm. The same way y'all see a lot of people baptized and a lot of people filled with the Holy Ghost, the next thing God's gonna do is a lot of people are gonna be healed of blindness and deafness strokes, cancers, leukemia. That's gonna become just as normal as people receiving the Holy Ghost around here. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Matter of fact, I would, you stay right there. Oh, I wish somebody would go back there to where the baptistry is. But David, you do it. Go back there to the baptistry and just prophesy over that baptistry and say, when they come out of here, they shall be seeing clearly. They shall be hearing clearly. When they come out of here, all malignancy comes out of their body. It will put the name of Jesus' baptism on center stage. How did that happen? They weren't saying in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. They said in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And when I came up, I felt different and I saw different, I walked different. There's healing in the waters, folks. Everybody stretch your hand towards Brother Austin and sis us here, I don't know her name. I don't have to, I don't need to. Everybody stretch your hands this way, right here. I just want to tell them two quick things. I, I, I was challenging myself if to say this uh, in front of everybody or not, but I'm going to say it. God's got a, a special anointing and thing that's happening for you. And here's what's going to happen. Two things are going to happen. Don't think this is bad, but there's going to be a test. There's going to be a test, but you're going to pass the test. And after the test, there's going to come an acceleration an acceleration in your ministry. God said he's gonna speed some things up, some things that look like they're way off out there. You don't have as much time to get to it as you think because time is gonna speed up and you're gonna come to this quickly. I want you to take your own hand. You take your hand and put it right here on your own head right here like this. I'm gonna pray over y'all. God is unifying y'all like never before. God's hand is upon this man of God. I wanna pray over her right now and speak a word of prophecy. Do not say you're not worthy and do not say you can't do this. For it is I the Lord that shall work in you and it shall not be you yourself. It will not be in the physical but it shall be not by might or power but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. There's something going in you young lady right now. There's something going on the inside of you right now. I see you totally illuminated to me. Every fingertip Top of your head, every part of your body right now, being illuminated. I see a thing trying to come up on you. I see a thing coming like trying to throw a dark clouded blanket upon you. It's like trying to smother you. It's like it's trying to make you feel heavy. It's like it's trying to make you feel like that you're just going cold. But the Lord told me to tell you one more thing. You're not walking by emotions. You're walking by faith. Have faith in me. I'm changing your direction right now. I'm changing the way you're thinking right now. Hey, I reiterate, you can't do it, but God said, I will do it through you. You shall become a new person. You shall become a new man. You shall become a new woman. I shall do a, raise it up. There it comes. In the name of Jesus. When you take your hand off your head, that oppression thing's coming off with it. This oppression thing that you've been wearing for a couple of years, it's gotta come off. When you take your hand off, the devil's hand, hey, 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 hey! You're coming out of your corner. Let it out of your yes There it is. That's that's freedom. That's anointing. That's breakthrough. Lay your hand in there. Pray, Eli. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Get a hold of somebody. Pray in the Holy Ghost. If you're here and you want the baptism of the Holy Ghost, run up here with us right now. If you're here and you've never had the Holy Ghost, but you like it, walk up here. Raise up both your hands. If you're here and you've had the Holy Ghost, but you feel like you need it again, walk down here with us right now. Come on down. That's deliverance. I'm going to say one more thing. If you're in here and you've been under attack of a spirit of Jezebel that's trying to intimidate you, that's been trying to belittle you and make you feel like, come on, brother, there you go. Come on, these people are gonna get the Holy Ghost. If you've been under the, uh, the attack and influence of Jezebel, walk down here praising God right now. And I'm going to say one more thing. If you feel like Jezebel's been trying to operate through you and cause you to suppress and oppress people, repent of that thing right now. And say, Lord, I don't want to be this way. I don't want to be an oppressor. I don't want to be a person, oh God, that condemns and hurts and judges and manipulates. Now, if you want the Holy Ghost right here where this lady is, raise up both your hands. You want the baptism of the Holy Ghost, there you go, Sister V, lay your hand on this girl right here. God's gonna pour the Holy Ghost out on her here. If you want the Holy Ghost, raise up two hands so we can see where you're at. Put two hands up. If you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, raise up two hands to the Lord. Two hands. If you see them with both their hands up, go ahead, brother. you see them with both their hands up, that means they want the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Just kind of reach in there with them right there. This brother right here, David, Let God's gonna fill him with the Holy Ghost tonight. Raise up both your hands if you want the Holy Ghost. On the authority of the word of faith, by the power in the name of Jesus, we loose the Holy Ghost that come on the day of Pentecost into your life right now. With stammered lips and other tongues. There you go, young lady, right there. Receive you the Holy Ghost right now. There it is. There's that tongue talking right there. There's that tongue talking right there. Let that tongue out of you right now. Let that tongue out of you right now. That's a Holy Ghost coming. Keep speaking it. That's a Holy Ghost falling. Keep speaking it. That's a Holy Ghost being poured forth. Out. Let it on your Rabaka speak it brother as the Holy Ghost talking right there. As a Holy Ghost talking right there. As a Holy Ghost talking right there. That's right the Holy, right Holy Ghost speaking right there. there you go, let that out, there it is, just like that that's the Holy Ghost, that's the Holy Ghost that's the Holy Ghost that's the Holy Ghost that's the Holy Ghost, that's the Holy Ghost Ghost. God's pouring out the gift of the Holy Ghost right now God's pouring out the gift of the Holy Ghost
2: right now hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah
0: before the spirit of god lifts, just lay your hands on the shoulder of that person next to you if it's appropriate and just pray god's filling people with the holy ghost we'll baptize them in jesus name tonight i feel like god's driving some spirits out of your home i feel like god's driving some spirits out of your marriage i feel like god is driving jezebel out of this region jezebel there's no place for you we take authority over you Come on, we come together as a body of unified believers. Hey, Ruma shekone hey. matana, mutana masata tatai, ruba kasoto ye yalamashiko. Speak it on out, church. Speak it on out. on out God's not quite yet done just speak it on out whoever you got a hold to right now pray in the Holy Ghost the answer to dealing with Jezebel is praying in the spirit not fighting in the flesh but praying in the spirit Speak it, speak it, go ahead. That's the Holy Ghost in
2: this house.
1: Why don't you lift your hands all over this place and why don't you just tell the Lord that you're ready you want to go to a higher level that's right she's making war don't that she's not bothering me she's praying in the Holy Ghost can I tell you something if you'll pray at a higher level you'll go to a higher level if we as a church will pray to a higher level we'll go to a higher level anybody feel that call to a higher level of prayer right now Your prayer life creates the capacity for your spiritual volume. You have a little prayer life, you have a little capacity. You have a big prayer life, you have a big capacity. So there's a call on us to pray. How many believe that? Not, not just because I said it, but you believe it because God's been dealing with you about it. Anybody? Amen. We have a young man that about six weeks ago or so got baptized during our recovery revival. And tonight he's fighting for his life. And I think we need to pray. The devil wants to take him out. But I think we need to pray for this young man. I'm not going to tell you his name. I don't want to embarrass him, his family but I want us to pray. So if you'll just help me pray for this young man that we baptized a few weeks ago that's fighting for his life right now. Amen. I believe God can get glory out of it in Jesus' name. God, I plead your blood over his body. I plead your blood over his mind and spirit. By the authority of your word, I reverse the curse of death in Jesus' name. I'll reverse the effects of that overdose in Jesus' name. God, I pray for your mercy to meet him wherever he is right now. I pray God for mercy on him. I pray God for mercy. Give him, let him know, God, that you spared him, and this is his time. Jesus' name and God let him be a testimony to any of his friends that would dare go back into that world lest a worse thing come upon them in Jesus' name
2: yeah
1: the blood. I plead your blood over him. I plead your blood in Jesus' name. Send an angel to that place wherever he is and touch him with the coal of fire off the altar. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, lift your hands. I, I I was just getting ready to dismiss this, but I don't quite feel like it's time just yet. Just lift your hands to the Lord and be sensitive. There's some things God's going to lay on your spirit to pray about. Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's a situation. But I want you to obey whatever it is you feel. If it's, a, if it's somebody, But just go ahead and pray about whatever the Holy Ghost is going to lead you to pray. It might be praying in tongues. It might be praying in English. It may be a burden for your family. But whatever it is, just go ahead and pray it in Jesus' name. When you get to a certain point in the Spirit, you don't want to just leave it. you got to explore what God's trying to accomplish. And there's an openness in the Spirit right now that God's children can talk to their father and ask him for the things that they need, that they see. And this is one of those moments thanks for what he's doing giving thanks because he heard your prayer i never want to leave a prayer session without thanking god for giving me an audience with him i thank you god because you hear us when we pray i want to thank you jesus because your hand is on us amen hey let's have a powerful great awesome sunday morning and sunday night what do you say How many have five people you can text and invite to church if you'd do it? Amen. Amen. Let's let the Holy Ghost have his way. You can pray as long as you like. You can be dismissed at your discretion. God bless you.